All right, guys, here we go. Nordy's podcast, huge sports episode. We preview the Minnesota Vikings and the NFL getting started. We make our predictions on the season. We predict what's going to happen in the Premier League as it's just around the corner. We give you all the news you need to know about Minnesota sports and beyond. Here we go. Nordy's podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing fantastically. How are you? I'm doing great because we're here potting together. Jim is back. Bad back and all. You're feeling better? I won't say I have a bad back. You have a better back. I have, have a, a healing fixed back. up back that needs some extra love and support. And so that's why I'm wearing the championship belt for the next five weeks. But I'm here to record and I feel great. Good. It's good to have you back. What's your wrestling name? Uh, Big Jim. Big Jim the Attack. Ooh. Big Jim the Attack. What's your finishing move? The Attack. The Attack. (laughs) (laughs) You'll know it when you see it, right? Yes. Doesn't always finish them, though. Sometimes I got to do it a couple times. Something you guys know at home uh, is that you guys need to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Northeast Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean, Podcast App, Spotify, Get the Northeast Podcast. Each and every week. Also, we need you guys to do this. We need you to give us this five-star review because we need Jimmy Channels. There's actually something on the line now. There's something on the line. We want him to be an official raider for... A critic. Critic. A critic for Rotten Tomatoes. for Rotten Tomatoes. We need him to be this. We have everything. We meet all the criteria. The only thing is they need kind of an absurd amount of reviews. So we need more. We need more. We need more reviews. So help us out here. Make a funny review for us this week. We can't wait to read it, but we need your guys' help on this one. So I know you've been thinking about it for a long time. I know it's going to take a few seconds out of your super busy day, but please um, do this for us. We'd really appreciate it. Maybe Thanks. during the opening credits of, if you're doing the rewatch with us mm-hmm. during Azkaban, just throw the review on there. That's a good chant. That's a good time to do it. Yeah, that's perfect. All right, guys. So again, we are uh, hanging with our friends at Modest. We have a great beer. What are we drinking this time, guys. All right. They did uh, a couple of releases. One, the crazy Oreo beer, which we had on the screencast. Loved it. This is um, Orange Dreamsicle Sour e- uh, IPA. And it is that, I would say. It's definitely Who is it a collab with? It's Barrel Theory and Modest and then Ballpark Cafe. So I'm assuming they were brewing it. For the State Fair. In the idea that it would yeah. be released uh, at the State Fair, which did not happen. So it's in Crowlers. Go buy it. So this... And I think cans. A lot of the beers at the State Fair are very gimmicky. Yes. Right? But I feel like this sour tangerine whatever IPA would have been an awesome, like, warm weather day State Fair beer. Yeah. I think this would have been perfect. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really to good. To go with your all your home-baked goods that you could bake in your own oven that you're going to get at the State Fair for 17 times the price. Yeah. Apparently, like, I know, I'll tell you what, I can't make a corn dog half as good as i can buy one at the state fair so agreed not sure i I like eric's take are you a are you a have them smear the ketchup on there for you guy yeah yeah i say i say mustard ketchup give me both both. give me both yeah Yeah. load it up let's do it i'm not here to play around those are good did you guys even attempt to get tickets to the drive no 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 but but, but see i'm also like can you give me a little uh, cup of ketchup a little cup of mustard and maybe like a place to sit that's not sticky 
Oh well, that's impossible. Well, what do you? Find. What do you want? Unless you go to the tractors, <laughs> Eric. You, you don't get a place a to sit at the state fair. You sit where you can find room on the curb. Yeah, it would be a lot more fun yeah, if you could. Yeah, usually some splatters of stuff there. You got to be choosy. You got to be choosy. All right, guys. So here we go. We're gonna start out with a warm up today. What do we got? Here Who's going to have the better career, Luka Doncic or Giannis Akatukumpo? Uh, and a year ago, I think our answer may have been different. So, uh, Eric, go first. Giannis is not going to be that guy, even though he is the Greek freak. He's huge. Um, he is going to be like all seven footers. There's going to be a shelf life because of his size. Bodies, hearts, feet, and ankles just can't withstand the pounding of the NBA game for too long. It's going to be Luka, who is literally Euro LeBron. Um, I desperately begged us to trade Carl Anthony Towns for the first pick in the draft a few years ago, in which I said we should take Luka Doncic. I would have been right then. I'm right now. And, uh, yeah, I think Luka is going to be the best player in the NBA um, for the next decade. I think Giannis will have the better statistical career. Like like when you when you tally it all up and you see all of the things that he can do. But I think from a team perspective, I think Luka is going to be the better player overall. Like his mm-hmm. teams will have more success. I'm not saying the Bucks aren't successful currently, but I feel like he just doesn't have that factor to really pull his team like Jimmy Butler's doing with the Miami Heat, where he says, get on my shoulders, everyone. I'm going to carry us to the promised land. As we've seen the last two years in tight playoff games, he's folded. It's just hard to to be a um, non-ball handler and have that you know, be that effective. That expectation. Agreed. Agreed. It's just, it's just yeah, like if you look at the, the great, league. the greatest players in history, it, the guys who could do it consistently alone or as the main guy had to be like a wing player or someone who had the ball in their hands a lot. Uh, Luca is like six foot eight point guard who has like the body of James Harden. Um, he's just phenomenal. So I would rather have Luca. Both are going to be surefire Hall of Famers, and I think Luca is going to be one of the all time greats. Okay, well would done, you, guys. Would you, you rather, guys feel warmed up. Yeah, would you rather have Carl or Giannis? Giannis. For sure. Okay. Not, Giannis. I, I wasn't sure where you were at Luca, with that. Luca, Giannis, Carl. My problem is that Carl is a fucking loser. <laughs> like, that's the problem. Well, like, 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 everyone's like, oh, he has no one around him. It's just like, yeah, great players still win more than, like, 16 games, even if they don't have yeah. people around okay. him. I, I, you didn't really say much about Giannis, so I just wasn't sure where you're at. No, with, he's incredible. Okay. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a deserving MVP. He is uh, just a hell of a player, but I just, he's just never, he's going to have to be with some ball dominant player who can uh, really, um, you know, create some shots for him and for themselves. So, all right, let's move on to the starting lineup. And we're going to start out with a quick talk about the Vikings roster. Some moves happened. Couple yeah. moves. It's um, a moving day. Alexander you... Hollins mm. was the wide receiver. A lot of people heard about in camp. He is cut. He's on the practice squad now. Um, Avanti Collins has been in the mix to start at uh, guard for the last few years, including this year. He finished second in that battle to Dakota Dozier, and he also is going to be on the practice squad. Um, they only kept two safeties so far. Two. The two starters, Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith. There is no third safety on the team currently which is very interesting. Um, and then I think the big interesting one was Dan Chesena. He was an undrafted rookie free agent. He is a white wide receiver from Penn State. He is 
going to be one of the fastest players in the entire NFL. It's like tr- Olympic track speed. He started out as a wide receiver. During camp, they moved him to safety. After seeing that he sucked at safety, they moved him back to wide receiver. And he still made the team because they see him as a real difference maker on special teams. The gunner. Interesting. Yep. So you have a couple of special teams. Just raw talent. Yep. Just real athletes who can just do great stuff on special teams. Well, that's what, uh, that's what that's the Adam Thielen story. Yep. CJ right. CJ Osborne, uh, the rookie. I think his name CJ Osborne. Yeah. CJ Osborne, the rookie out of Miami. Miami. Yeah. Um, Dan Chisena and Amir Abdullah are three guys who are going to get lots of play on special teams where they may not really do much the rest of the time. So being a good special teams player, being that kind of grinder in that third phase of the game is important in making the team. Other than that, I didn't think there was any real surprise. Well, we did draft Nate Stanley, and he got cut. Yep, he's he's on the practice squad. They have two quarterbacks on the practice squad. Um, I think they have 13 people out of the 16, so you can have up to 16 this year on the practice squad. And I think that the they uh, like 11 of their rookies are on, on the practice, practice squad already. So yeah, that's actually not a bad strategy, especially this year. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. With without the preseason and stuff, they have a lot of extra opportunities to keep some players. So teams were really, really, really strict about what got out because they didn't want teams to see how good some of these guys are that they're trying to stash on the practice squad. So a quick um, like GM question for you, Eric. Do you think that they the Vikings kept two safeties in the hope that other teams would be cutting uh, guys that they could get on the cheap and then they were going to go out into like the waiver market or wait for them to become free agents and then pick up some guys. Absolutely, yes. They That's got to be what it is. So, Because um, you have to have like at least some semblance of death. It's they not need like, to have four you, safeties probably on the team unless well, you, they really feel confident about some of those um, – you know, corner slot guys playing safety. Like Cam Dantzler, you throw him back at, at Harry's know. position. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, so I don't know. I, they've got some stuff to figure out What's there. What's Sendejo doing? Can we call him up? Is he, he available? He picked up by the Browns. Oh, okay. He's about to wreck that whole fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, next up, the NBA playoffs are very interesting thus far. You have a 3-1 uh, series um, with the Heat and Jimmy Butler uh Taking on Giannis and uh, the Bucks, the crushing seed, them, crushing them. Mm-hmm. Giannis is injured now. Yeah, he went out pretty early in the game, the the fourth game, and then that's when the Bucks won. So none of this is helping Giannis's stock. Um, I think his reputation is perhaps permanently damaged. He's going to have to do a lot of winning in the future to for people to forget this performance. Um, yeah, you also have uh, a really good series with the defending champs, the Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics tied at two. Um, you have a 1-1 series with the LA Clippers and the Denver Nuggets, uh, nice which has been really exciting. to see the Nuggets pull one out. And as we're watching this, we have a, a nail-biter game between the Rockets and the Lakers um, where the Rockets are up one game zip. So things are pretty wild here. It's been a lot of fun. I think I've watched... Most, uh, I mean, it's, I like this part of the playoffs where every single night there's two games. It's just so perfect. And I end up watching most of the second game, if not some of the first while I'm dealing with the kids and stuff. So well, not I, that, I just am loving it. I'm, it's, it's just really fun. Not only I, that, I like that the Wolves aren't in it. This is where the playoffs get the most interesting, right? This is where you start to see uh, upsets come. This is when like the, the rubber meets the road, right? The first round is always mostly boring right it's never it's never that exciting most of the matchups are 
blowouts. There might be those matchups that like the four or five seed, but then like who really gives a fuck? Nobody that cares. Team's probably going to get right. swept by the one seed who blew through the eight seed. So this is yes, you're exactly right. This is where well, your all one, the teams left are pretty damn good. Your one seeds right now happen. are um, one and five and losing in trouble in the sixth yeah. game here. So. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, next up, Adrian Peterson, one of the great Vikings players and one of the great running backs in NFL history, um, was cut by the Washington Redskins and signed... Excuse me? Oh, I'm sorry, the Washington football, football team. team. And signed uh, to play with the division rival Detroit Lions. Okay. Fine. It just it doesn't matter. Hopefully, he'll fumble a couple. No one really cares. I think we're talking about it because of his. Connection. It's AP. He'll he'll fumble a couple times against us. It'll be great, and we'll oh, be like, "That's right. the AP we remember." That's who. I, yes, it's funny, right? We's about to cross the. You know, it's funny. I I know that, yard, yard that like we love to. Uh, this is not me complaining about cancel culture. That we are politically correct, or that we care about people being good people. People's feelings. And no, stuff. I mean I care about all of those things, and like, good. but like I also believe in justice. You know, like I believe in like our our ability to rehabilitate people who have committed crimes or and that like when they're punished and then they come out, it should be sort of like maybe they should be able to vote even. Who knows? Yeah, like, exactly. And stuff so, like that. Like so now me, they can rejoin society until if I they mean, fuck it, up again, that's if, a different story. If but. you're talking about like if we're talking specific NFL, Michael Vick is the perfect example of that. Sure. He's making his comeback. And is he in broadcasting at this point? What's he doing right now? I, I don't think, think he's, he's doing anything. Trying to be in broadcasting, okay. but but so here's my thing. Adrian Peterson, um, if you don't remember, Adrian Peterson was punished for um, disciplining his his children and mostly his son um, in violent ways. And I'm not making excuse as that is and should be a crime. And Adrian Peterson was um, punished with by the law and also punished by the NFL, where he was suspended for an entire season, losing 15 million dollars if you guys who have sons abused your son you would never lose 15 million dollars you would never lose your ability to to work and that kind of punishment would never happen to a person like you so to me i cheer for adrian peterson he was wrong he was properly punished he did his time he has made changes hopefully in his life and i want to see him break some records and i want to see him keep playing so I'm cheering for him, even though he's playing on one of our main rivals. Okay. Hopefully he rips off like 226 and three touchdowns against the Packers at yes. home or something yeah. like that. And then the game will end when the Lions get called for another illegal hands to the face. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> their second one. Yeah. No, God. their third. They had two last year in both games. I can't. They lost right. both right. games. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next up, um, Steve Nash is hired as a first-time NBA coach for the Brooklyn Nets. He has no experience as a coach, but obviously he was a very smart player. Smart player, well-loved, well-respected. Um, Tottenham Hotspur fan. Smart guy. Uh. Is that the deal? Oh, yeah. Well, we Eric loves Harden, turns out, and then we found out why, <laughs> and it's because he's an Arsenal fan. So, I mean, <laughs> these things happen. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, like, I think it's a good hire. You see, like... The Steve Nash model, or I mean, um, the Steve Kerr model, where you're like, okay, he didn't have any coaching experience, but he was kind of one of those cerebral players, well-respected. No, Steve Kerr coached as an assistant for years under Popovich. You're thinking of uh, Jason Kidd. Okay. Well, I was thinking 
I was thinking of Steve Kerr, but I guess I didn't realize that he had well, quite a but, bit of experience okay, before sure, he got that head coaching no, job. But, no head coaching experience. But I mean, you yeah. kind of imagine like that maybe they could follow a similar career path. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, this has happened before with Jason Kidd. And so when Stephen A. came out, Stephen A. Smith, and he had this this hot take right off the bat. Um, first, he praised uh, you know Steve Nash for a while, like he's just the best guy ever. But you know this is white privilege, and now people are calling him reverse racist for having the take. I don't <sighs> agree. That is not. There's no such thing. Number one, and there there might be some validity to it. I don't personally agree that that he was hired. Because he was white, because um, you do, you know, you do quote it happened with Jason Kidd. He was given a, a, a coaching job with no experience, so it happens. Um, I, I'm just curious on your guys' thoughts on this. I do. I think it's a great move, personally. But like, is I think it that okay? the move will work. I think it's totally fine. I do agree with Stephen A. Smith that it, it, this is not the opportunity that is regularly afforded to black men, even in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So I think you can agree with him without saying that Steven Ash shouldn't have gotten this job. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think they're they're mutually exclusive. But right. Like, how many uh, former black NBA players were vying for this job? Like, honestly, do we know? We don't know. Should we know? Like, would I mean, trans- he gave trans- out some examples like, why not Ty Lue? And it's like, dude, I don't Been think there, Ty Lue is, pers- is, no. is well respected. Seen- no one would be psyched to see yeah, Ty yeah. Lue get this job. And, you know? and so, like... Would uh, so let's say that you are Stephen A. Smith. Do you think transparency would help if they're like we interviewed these five candidates? Maybe, yeah. um, and I think maybe that's part of the part of the issue is is not the fact that Steve Nash got the job. It's just we don't know who else was in the running, right? Yeah. Um, are you going to sign? You Do know, we have any right to know? I don't. Well, it's no, not company. necessarily. I mean, not necessarily. It's a, it's a private business, but yeah. at the same time, if they're like. Um, if the ownership group came out and said, here's who we interviewed, this is why we hired Steve Nash and not give like the corporate canned answers of like he, he, you know, worked under Mike D'Antoni's system and that's what he wants to implement. Other guys wanted to run more like defensive schemes and stuff. Like as long as they gave a little bit of it more information other than just like we're hiring Steve Nash, yeah. I think that would go a long way. Um, like you look at guys like, uh, like Mo, Mo Williams, uh, longtime NBA you know, all-star guy played with LeBron James. He wanted to go coach in college. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's coaching at like uh, Georgia Southern or uh, Arkansas State or something like that. Uh, that was his choice. Like maybe he could have gotten an NBA job, but he wanted to go coach uh, collegiate kids. So mm-hmm. um, I don't hate the hire. I don't think it was racist at all. I don't think like w- when 90% of your roster is black guys, I don't think you're looking at it like, well, we got to get a white coach in here. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, think so. I don't think that's the way the NBA works. So for for you to call it like a, a racist uh, decision doesn't seem anything other than clickbaity, mm-hmm. in my opinion, which Stephen A is kind of known for. He is um, usually, but I mean, he's been really responsible and really good through um, the unrest, the changes, sure. the the players, their leadership. He's highlighting the right things. So I was pretty surprised on this take. I but was, what if what if the players? I didn't know what he was going with it. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Did not see that coming. But what if right. the players said? Some of the, like the maybe the marquee KD players. KD and Kyrie both signed off on the hire. What? Two black dudes, leaders of the but team. But just what if what if they were like, yeah, exactly. They're like, dude, we want to play with Nash. Like, yeah. he he is the guy that we think will fit this system the best. He had a like a um, Stephen Jackson. I think lived with him for a while when he was on the on, like kind of down and out black dude, right? So he has like the respect of 
the whole league, you know, regardless of, of yeah, race. So yeah. I, I don't really see it. Um, I'm, I think the Brooklyn Nets have a very bright future. Um, I think that they're going to be a contender as early as next year with KD and Especially Kyrie in the both East. getting yeah in the yeah. East. I mean they should they they should be in the top four teams in the East. So I'm excited for them. I mean, you know, whatever. And it could easily crash and burn. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Next up, the Loons dominate. Uh, we watched them play Real Salt Lake. Not that the MLS is our favorite league, but we do cheer for the Loons. We want them to be good. It is more fun when there are more successful. Can't wait to use my season tickets at some point. (laughs) A couple years. Um, Yeah, so they scored some beautiful goals. They dominated Real Salt Lake after a kind of uh, iffy start. But the big news was, again, that uh, Manuel Reynoso Reynoso from uh, Boca Juniors in Argentina has signed as the designated player for the Loons and uh, was, has looked good in his limited action thus far, transitioning to the game here in uh, the United States. So really exciting stuff from the Loons. Good to see him win and good to see them making the big signing that it took them like six months to complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were one of the teams that were waiting on a designated player and that kind of hurts. Yeah, I mean, so. you guys ripped them for a long time because of this lack of designated player and they went out and rectified. So good they've been working on this move f- since like like February, <laughs> like for real. It's been Crazy. ongoing forever. They couldn't come up with a fee. It just took forever and ever and ever and ever. And they finally got their guy. Um, next up, Kirk Cousins made some headlines for the wrong reasons. Um, he made a comment on a past show that if he is to die, he said about COVID, "If I die, I die." And I'm not worried about it. That um, didn't go over. Masks they say, are you yeah, know, on a scale super of- stupid. Point zero zero one out of ten um, masks are dumb. I mean, totally irresponsible, totally ignorant stuff. Literally dangerous because people listen to famous people just in general, even if they are dumb. I don't think dumb people listen to cousins. Just to just I, to, oh, they do. Well, people, but, a lot of people really like his politics. But hold on, the the point is is that the people that are anti-mask and are consistently dangerous now have a soundbite yep. to play over and over. Be like, and if I was arguing with somebody like on Twitter, I don't have Twitter, but like if I was like, Hey, you know, blah, 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 you should wear a mask. He'd be like, well, are you going to listen to your, are you going to listen to your buddy cousins? He doesn't think masks are needed. And then it's all of a sudden like, well, I, I don't have a rebuttal to that. Like Kirk should be the one like being a leader mm-hmm. like he is on the football team now, is he? S- since then, he has clarified his comments that he does wear a mask in public. He does wash his hands in social distance because he respects other people, which I understand. But what he said was completely irresponsible and stupid. Yeah. Idiotic. Yeah, It wasn't even the most idiotic, stupid, embarrassing thing he said this week. Because also in an interview, he went on and on and on about how he had been in the process of trying to find out for the last 12 months if he was able to get a personal home concert with the rock band Creed. <laughs> and band is a pretty he loves Creed. He loves Creed. So they're like, is it more of a joke thing? And he's like, well, to every joke, there's some truth. So he just loves Creed. He just loves Creed. Which makes Creed. sense. I mean, look at the guy. He loves Creed. Of course he loves Creed. It makes 100% He's a super sense. religious white dude that's, what, our age probably? That he's like 30, 35, he's 32. 32. How many so, Nickelback albums do you think he has? All of them. All of them. Yeah. He's been to Nickel. He's had Nickelback come to his house, probably. <laughs> so yeah, he said it was over ten thousand dollars. That was the starting point, and he's ready 10, to go. He's ready to pull the trigger on that. So I mean, look, I never thought that he, that 
Kirk Cousins was someone that I would get along with personally, that I agreed with politically, that um, I'd want to get a beer with. I just, he doesn't seem like my people. Um, that's okay. That's if fine. He, he is still eligible for my favorite person in the world if he can get us to uh, get us to win a Super Bowl. So True. go do that, and then Dude, I don't give a fuck. What okay, how about this? How about this? Win the Super Bowl. If, we'll throw a Creed concert for you. Oh, my the, God. I'll, uh, I'll chip in a grand All right, for guys, the guys, concert. guys, guys, here's the deal. This is true. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something. You guys are gonna be pissed at me about mm. live on air. No, I am Stop. going to make a, a bet that you guys are gonna agree to without even hearing. Okay. Uh well, okay. If the Vikings win the Super Bowl this year, all three of us agree to get a small Creed tattoo in a place on our body no. of our own choosing. Nope. Nope. I refuse. Uh, They're not even a band anymore. Up, can, I, can we just get like a no. Super Bowl tattoo or something more? I, dude, I'll get a tattoo. I would rather get Kirk Cousins' face. Can I can okay. you imagine like trying okay. to explain? Right. Okay, well, we had the podcast dude, thing you going. you can put it wherever you want. And then it was want. like Creed. You can put it on your butt cheek. I don't want I don't Creed want on Creed my butt on cheek. My body. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the word Creed, guys. It could be some weird Creed logo. No. Oh, it's even worse. <laughs> then I have to explain it. All right. like, what is that tattoo? I promise. Why Creed? I I mean, I would do anything. Okay, okay. How about this? 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 I will get a Kirk Cousins tattoo. Which okay. would be embarrassed. More embarrassed. That's what I just sure. said. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, how about yeah. this? How about this? If the Vikings win the Super Bowl this year, we all agree to get a tattoo of Kirk Cousins' choice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that sounds good. We'll have to hit him up, and he can. Kirk pick. Cousins gets to pick what it is. All right, and we will all get. But then it. it's going to be Creed. That's I fine. Don't <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Hey, if he wins us a Super Bowl and he tells me and he responds, he says, "Look." I know I was kind of joking about the Creed thing, but I love Creed so much. I think you should get a Creed tattoo. I do it. So this is also assuming he responds, which I think we can hit him up on Twitter enough times that he will. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. All right. I'm in. I'll okay. shake on Deal. it right now. Deal. Done. I'm in. No. Okay. Well, because there's still, there's still a chance that I'm going to have to get Creed on my body somewhere, and I refuse to do that. Let's go. How about, how about you just get like that script writing on your ribs that's like, with arms wide open. Yeah, but you can't convey <laughs> that sort of tone. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, next up, Under Twins. the moonlight. I'm so glad you kept going with that. <laughs> twins are back. They're getting healthy. Josh Donaldson came back and made an instant impact. Byron Buxton came back. Oh, and my God. Had one of the craziest plays I've ever seen, ever, in a baseball game. Talk about an impact player. Jeepers. Um, Eric, did you hurt your shoulder getting back on the bandwagon? Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing: I am, I, I am not embarrassed. You're, you're, you're not allowed to be on the bandwagon. You're on the injured list. Yeah, I yeah. am That's not true. embarrassed to tell you guys. I've told you so many times. I am a bandwagon Twins wild and Gopher fan. Ooh, when so they're good, the you're in. When they're go for bad, basketball or all just gophers. I mean, yeah, I like the gophers. No, no, no. My point isn't that I don't cheer for them. I cheer for them all the time, and I follow them all the time. All of the teams, the hockey team, the basketball team, the football team, the Twins, the Wild. I follow them. I could always tell you where they are in the standings, but I will go out of my way to watch a lot of games when they are good. Okay, so it's not enough. that I dislike them or don't care. I always want them to be good. You're just more tuned in when they're successful. I am successful. tuned in when they're doing well, and I am tuned out when they're not. Doing Where the Vikings well. are okay. 0 15, you're watching yeah, game you're 16. Torturing yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pissed and looking towards the draft. Um, 
yeah, so the, the, the Twins are back. Um, they won five in a row before losing today. Uh, it is going to be just a crazy season. Getting into the playoffs is the most important part. And probably getting into the playoffs healthy. Um, they really need Donaldson and Buxton to stay healthy. Yep. Yep. Please, we talked about that please, last week. They, they, they're, I mean, obviously Josh Donaldson's our massive offseason signing. Buxton um, hit a four hopper to the shortstop and beat it out to walk off a game. Crazy. Unbelievable. Um, and then he has like, you know, some amazing catches at the fence uh, this week, like robbing home runs. And you're like, that's why he's special. And he's an impact guy. You get to see that a little bit. And so Eric's point is perfectly poignant that we have to have, especially our big position players, be healthy. Like Eddie Rosario, Max Kepler, uh, Byron Buxton, Josh Donaldson, Miguel Sano, Luis Arias, and Mitch Garver. Like those mm-hmm. guys have to be healthy going into the playoffs for us, us to have success. I can't wait. On the other side of that, I've though, I've been really enjoying the season. I watched more Twins games already this year than I have probably in the past two combined. I did. I will admit that when they lost their third one, I stopped watching, and I turned it back on. You back I was in. Like, oh, yeah. they've won two in a row. Let's see what's going on. And that's the weird thing about that's baseball. Fine. That, that's just kind of how baseball goes sometimes, right? You you have these like it's very streaky, yeah. you know, and yeah, yeah. especially with our, they lose what six, six, seven in a row was six. It was something like that. Something like that. Like and five, five hear, out of seven. Okay, Rocco Baldelli has pulled the team aside and has had a a group a come to Jesus meeting after the game about, and then they win five in a row. And I'm like, well, why didn't he do that after three get losses? Or I don't. Isn't it just seem kind of weird? Well, you wonder, like, as a manager, like you don't, like, I don't think he's you don't want like to beat him with the same message right, right. constantly. You don't want you're not Mike Yo, right? Where, mm. where like, good and like throw a fit. Like, okay, we lost three in a row. Let's regroup, and then that series doesn't go well. That's when then you have the meeting of like it's a little bit of an intervention, right? Okay. And say we're going to change some things up. Well, the intervention seems to have worked. seems to work, yeah, as they as they are want to do. So, so are they back in a little bit more comfortable position as far as uh, in the division, or is, is well, Cleveland our, also our division has three of the top six teams currently in, in the baseball, AL. which yeah. I mean, in all of, of baseball, course they oh, in all of baseball, of course, they in all of baseball. Our, our division has um, so the number one team I believe is the Dodgers, number two is the Rays, number three is the A's, and then number four, five, and six is the White Sox, the Twins, and the Indians. Indians, yeah. but not in that order, right? Twins. No, I think that is the order. No, because it goes, it goes Indian or no, sorry, White Sox, Indians, Indians, then, then twins. twins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So we're third in our own division, but we're sixth in baseball right now, which is is quite wild. That sucks. All right. I mean, we're still going to make it, right? Yes. Okay. Sixteen teams make the playoffs this year. All right. Ten normally, sixteen this year. We're we're probably ninety nine chance percent chance to. Make I think plays. that's what we're at. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um. All right, guys. So we're gonna move on to the NFL, which is right around the corner. Um. We'll talk more wow. Vikings on the Purple Pride podcast this week. But before we get to that, even um, we do need to uh, make some predictions on our show today. Okay. Exciting. So we're gonna make some predictions. Um. First off, we're gonna start with the Vikings and the Packers. What is your prediction for week one, Packers at Vikings? This is such a weird oh. thing to even try Are you looking and for predict. a score? Sure. Oh, Who wins, yeah. score, anything? I'm going to go with the Vikings uh, next Sunday um, winning the game 24-21. to 21 over Is the this Packers at? At Minnesota. Okay. 24-21 Vikings. I think that the Vikings are pretty good. I think the Packers are pretty good. I think that's it. I think they're both pretty good. They're not going to be contenders to win the title. 27 27- 21 Vikings. 
I think it's gonna. It's so hard to predict. Like I think it's gonna go one of two ways, which is the offenses are incredibly rusty. They didn't have any competition against any other teams. The timing, the chemistry amongst players is gonna be rough. Mm-hmm. So, or it's gonna be like the defense doesn't have any semblance of what they're trying to do. Um, and then it's, and it's going to be like a shootout. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's going to go one of those two ways. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go take the low 20 route, to 16 Vikings. Okay. So three, it's going to be, be like, like the Vikings. Let's go get that heartbreak going early, baby. It's going to be a game of field goals. And I think it's going to go our way. Okay. Well, I'm incredibly excited. This is, we're recording on a Sunday. This is the last Sunday for 22 weeks without football. Let's do a little prop bet action. Who okay. scores the first Viking touchdown? Irv Smith Jr. Ooh. Dalvin Cook. I like that. I'm going to go Thielen. Okay. All right. Should, uh, we, let's go, should we go like a buck a piece? Sure. The, sure. Okay, now maybe we'll remember it. I was going to say no one's going to remember this bet. So yeah, so got a buck Eric's a piece. got Irv. You have Dalvin. I have Adam. Okay. I really like my chances here. Okay. Uh, um, next uh, Next one is the Vikings overall record in the season. I'm going to go Vikings are going to be 10 and 6. They're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to win the NFC North at 10 and 6, which would make them probably the fourth seed. And I think they'll host a team like the Seahawks in the first round. Oh, weird. We're going to play the Seahawks for the 19th time in the last five seasons. Um, I'm going to go one better than you. I'm going 11 and 5. I feel like Cousins is going to make a bit of a leap this year. Wow. Like into the discussion of MVP. If not MVP, like we'll finally like, okay, he's top five. Fine. Yeah. 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 Where, where that's maybe his ceiling. People are going to have to reluctantly admit that he's actually a good quarterback. Like Eric and I were talking about this pre pod last week. Like if you asked, like the perception of cousins is what holds him back. Right. Mm, If you ask, but if you asked a bunch of uh, sports writers who is a more like a better hall of fame candidate, Nick Foles, or Kirk Cousins, most of the media folks would be like, oh, Nick Foles. Like, he's got a Super Bowl ring, and mm-hmm. he's won a bunch of big games. Kirk Cousins can't win the big game. Like, that that's literally his perception amongst the league, even though every statistical category, he blows Nick Foles out of the water. So I feel like this is the year he's going to break that perception of him and start, despite the fact that he won at new Orleans, you know, in a game that they weren't supposed to win Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And he made incredible throws down the stretch. Um, I feel like this is the year that cousins breaks that perception. Um, and we kind of break through, I think I'm going to say three seed in the NFC. I think that's a pretty attainable goal. Yeah. Um, Jim, you missed it, but literally cousins is, uh, was the fifth-ranked passer from PFF last year, which if he wouldn't have had the Week 2 game against the Packers, he would have been their number one passer for the whole year. He is number um, six overall PFF quarterback. He is the number seven um, player for QBR at quarterback in the entire league, and he's number 13 in quarterback ranking for the league. And he's the now after this week the seventh highest paid quarterback after Deshaun in the league. Yeah, so right, he's right. like statistically like the seventh best quarterback, and he's like the seventh highest paid quarterback. Yeah, perfect. Well, of course he is because the Vikings front office is is great. very fucking good at this. Um, okay, so I guess you probably want mine. I'm gonna one up you guys. Might as well just climb the ladder together. I think that means that they are gonna get twelve wins, twelve wins, 
And I still think probably more like a four seed. Or do you think a 12 seed? Four seed with 12 wins? wins? 12 wins, they probably get the the second or third. I was going to say, that might even be first, second, third. Well, thank you. Thank you for... I don't know what I'm talking about, so I appreciate this. So let's go with uh, a three seed. Damn, that sounds tough. That sounds tasty, Let's go, man. It'd be fun. Let's do it. Why not? Let's be optimistic until we're not. I wasn't going to pick the same as you, and I didn't want to go down. All right, so uh, let's go with our Super Bowl (laughs) picks then um, for the year. Um, I'm going to go one step further, but all you have to do is pick a Super Bowl. Um, I think that you're going to get uh, a Super or a AFC Championship game. I'm going to go Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots. Really, the Patriots makes still, me sad huh? to say that, but I just for some reason foresee that happening. And in the NFC, I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys, making it a Super Bowl that I'm not excited about. I think that the hmm. Chiefs are going to beat the Cowboys for the Super Bowl. Man, I was like, when we ended the season last year, I was really looking forward to like picking Houston, but then they just decided to dismantle a lot of their roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to pick the Cardinals. I don't think Kyler Murray's ready. Um, I think most of the other teams in the NFC are pretty well set. I uh, even with Jimmy Garoppolo as a average quarterback, that 49ers team is still pretty formidable mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna go seahawks niners um in the afc this one's a little tougher um, chiefs ravens bills it's got to be no it's got to be chiefs um i'll go chiefs ravens i think that's the game everyone wants to that's see. the game that that would be like ratings gold um and then i'll go chiefs I don't want to pick the Seahawks, but I don't want to pick the same matchup again. But they're—I I just feel like they're the two best teams. I'll go—I'll go Seahawks and Chiefs in the okay. Super Bowl. That's exciting Who game wins? too. Uh, Chiefs. We both like the Chiefs. Okay, I'm going to abstain from this. Uh, I haven't thought about this. I'm. You plead the fifth. Uh, yeah, I'm going to plead the fifth. I'm happy with you guys' picks, and I can't wait to see what happens. All right, guys. Finally, we're so gonna- Patrick Mahomes kneecap comes unglued in week two yeah please no we we want him in the league he's too much fun all right finally we're going to go with uh the premier league it's getting started next week as well it's back already um what are a few of the things you are looking forward to in the premier league (laughs) uh interesting mornings on the weekends i mean that saturday morning cup of coffee with the 8 a.m game is like the perfect start to the weekend it's a very zen time I mean, I it, love it, and it really doesn't matter who it is. I mean, even if it's two bad teams, like you but just it's have never it on two bad teams. They always put the the good people in yeah, the right like slots. And... Liverpool, Bournemouth, like matchups or not Bournemouth, they're relegated. But like yeah. you know, uh, Aston Villa or whatever, like that's still like an interesting game to watch, an interesting match. Um, I'm just excited to have this back consistently again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see a lot of the new players. Obviously, my team Chelsea signed basically half of a new roster but i'm also excited to see um if if tiago comes to liverpool van de beek on united like a lot of these big players coming to the premier league it's gonna be weird seeing william in an arsenal kit um like there's there's a lot of uh wrinkles and nuance that i think is is going to make the league even better and more interesting than it already is and it's already a top flight uh just league in general so all of that stuff coming back is fun I am really looking forward to 
all of the new talent coming to the rich teams of the Premier League, which I'm not just talking about the top teams, I'm talking about the Premier League in general. I think like the top 12 teams are all going to spend more money than most teams across Europe. Well, I missed, I missed like Everton signed like three huge players that we talked about. <laughs> yeah. um, Wolves signed a, a, a very expensive striker. striker. Yeah. Leeds are coming into the league and they're spending huge money. I mean, I just like the, the fact that the, the Premier League is going to do better than most leagues in a pandemic. And I think they're going to filter a lot of the talent from Europe into England. So I think that you're going to get a bigger gap between England and the rest of the, the world in soccer, which is really exciting because wow, is the Premier League good. I can't wait for the new players. Um, the transfer deadline goes all the way to the first week of October. So you'll get some big movement still for a, about a month, which is going to be really fun. And, uh, you know, eventually you're going to get some fans in the stadiums as well, which is going to be nice to see once again in sports. So I'm really, really, really looking forward to the premier league this year. And we got, we got a Saturday, Sunday, Monday schedule for the premier league for opening weekend. So there's going to be soccer all day. You get soccer in the morning prior to the NFL games. Like, I don't know if it can work out any better than that. It's perfect football on football. That's like if the wife is like, Hey, I got some plans for Sunday. Like, no, we don't. Yeah, I, I don't have any plans. Uh, depends. I got the French press. I know that like in my family and with my my wife, if it's a Vikings game, she, like we know not to plan anything during that. You're good there. Like, yeah. oh, there's a baby shower, but it's during this time. That's going to be a problem, you know. But Liverpool game, she's not quite as good at, although they're in the morning. Generally, I can just like, you know, what do you, you know, where am I supposed to be at 8 a.m.? Yeah, nowhere. But I just mean, like cooking generally breakfast. like. Booking up all of Sunday, not always going to happen in my my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fair well, it's a night game. Well, then what do we do in the afternoon? I'm like watching football still, but yeah. eh, it doesn't always work. I have fantasy interests yeah. in case you weren't aware. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. And so do you, mind you. Yeah. So, All right, guys. We are going to make our yearly picks for the Premier League. Um, we are usually reasonable with, with our picks here. Um, we'll see how good we can do this year. in the past. Um, we are going to pick uh, our top. How many can you guys do? I, was I can do, do up to 10, but that might be 10. boring. I'm going to try for 10 as well. It will be kind of our goal. Does anybody care about Nobody uh, cares 6 about through 10? 6 maybe, because some of the bigger teams might end up in 6. Yeah. We, how about we do 8? Just do as many eight. as you can. I have okay. a 10 on our list. If you can't go 10, just do as many as you can. Okay. So, James, do you want to go first? I got it written down right here. Well, of course. Do you want me to go down? Should we go down from, from 10? From 10, yeah. If you can. Oh, all right, that might be more interesting. Southampton. Uh, Everton. Leicester now people are putting Leicester a little higher. Leicester at eight, people are putting them a little higher. I think they're an average team. Tottenham at seven, uh, well out of the top four. Um, then I, I'll put the Wolves. I'm going to have them overperform a little bit, assuming their new guy comes in and they're just a team on the rise. Why wouldn't they finish a little higher? Um, now we're going to come in. I'm sorry, Eric. Arsenal will be fifth. They will not make the top four. Uh, now we have Man United coming in at four. I don't know. They were bad. I guess they're supposed to be good now. So I'm going to put them in the top four. Uh, Chelsea, I think, will finish third. So many new players. They're on the rise. All these things are going well for them. But they are definitely, definitely a step back from the top two, which is Man City at two. And, of course, I'm now fully a biased fan. Liverpool at number one. I doubt either of you guys have Liverpool at one. Did you just pick, like, this last year's standings and then copy it forward? Yeah, pretty much. So that's kind of what... Is that about where it went? It's pretty close. Um, but, yeah, so the, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I think Liverpool can repeat. Um, I hope that they do a little better in the Champions League. And let's go. 
Okay, so I'll just I'll go in reverse from that. I disagree. I think City's going to win the league. Okay. Um, unfortunately, why? Why? Why are they so much better than last year when they like were pretty average? I think some of I mean, their they younger, were great, but like I think some of their younger players are going to be clear twenty points well, or something well, crazy. First off, they lose Leroy Sané, who didn't play for them last year. They replace him with Ferran Torres, who's like the big young um, player from Spain. Um, from Valencia. They struggled at center back last year mightily. Well, they already brought in Nathan Aki, who's one of the best center backs in the Premier League from Bournemouth for a 40 million pound move. Former Chelsea guy. And now they're about to sign, it sounds like, Colabuli, the huge 29 year old center back from um, Napoli. Not well. only that, like Phil Foden's going to get more run. Like uh, some of their younger guys are going to be stepping up. Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the league, he's mm-hmm. only going to get better. Um, they still have okay. uh, Jesus and Aguero. I think um, they're going to figure out some things defensively, and I think they're just going to be a little bit better. Now, Liverpool had a magical season. Magical season. COVID kind of derailed it, but then they, they came back and, and well. obviously like well you enough. know ran the table, basically. Yeah. Um, but I think they're due for a bit of a, of a regression. And it's not to say that they don't still have like really great players, but even if they added Tiago to this roster, but they lost Wijnaldum to Barcelona, I don't think they're going to have the depth that they had. And it's like they keep running it back with the same squad of players. Mm-hmm. They do still have like two of the best uh, right back and left back in the league with Alexander Arnold and Robertson. Robertson. Um, they've obviously got Virgil, but I think like, there maybe it's sort of that like complacency bug that you can't really define like what happened. Um, why, why aren't they scoring goals, you know, like they should. And I feel like they're, they might get in a little bit of a hole early and it's a little too much to overcome. So that's your, okay. That's I'm going Liverpool two. I'm going United three and I'm going Chelsea four Mm -hmm. to round out my top four. Um, I'll say I agree with you. Arsenal on the outside looking in, but compet- like much more competitive because mm-hmm. Arsenal, I think, f- finished the season better than most of the clubs in the Premier League, um, especially after Emery was fired. Like They looked like a completely different team with Arteta at the helm. Um, but Arsenal's not quite ready to make the leap. Um, hasn't signed enough to make me feel like the needle has been moved to top four competition. Okay. Um, I will say... Wolves at six. I like that too. Um, they're they're going all in. Um, I'm gonna say Leicester. No, no, no. I will say yeah. I'll say Leicester seven. I feel mm-hmm. like um, actually no. Sorry, I'm gonna switch that. I'm gonna go Leicester at six. Wolves at seven. Um, Everton at eight. But they're super. There's they're gonna be sneaky good. I feel like Everton eight. Um. Leeds at nine. Where'd you put Tottenham? You put them in already? Did I miss them? Leeds at nine, Tottenham at ten. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I love, I love that. that. I love that. You're sacrificing accuracy, Dude, what, I think, what, for fun. For what? And I like that. They have old ass Jose Mourinho. They're like who's, a big team and they don't really finish. They that haven't low signed Harry so Kane's I'm, gonna be out for two months. They're not gonna have a striker again. They didn't sign anybody. And Dumbelli's like, terrible. Uh, that Asian guy that's awesome. Son is great. Yeah, but Son he's, is great. he can't be their their main guy. Okay. Um, they haven't signed any defensive players that are worth their salt. They didn't upgrade their midfield after they lost Christian Eriksen. Yeah, their They're, big signings so far are um, Doherty, the the fullback from Wolves. 
And then the other and guy from Hoiberg, Hoiberg. from Southampton. Okay, wow. great. Sounds good. All right, so my picks, I'm going number 10. I'm going with Everton. They're bringing in um, James Rodriguez, the Colombian from um, Real Madrid, into their midfield. They already brought in, uh, what can I think of his name? Uh, Napoli's midfielder, Brazilian guy, can't think of his name. Um, Leeds, the new team in the league, is going to finish ninth this year. They have, So we both picked Leeds at nine. Yep, Rodrigo, um, yeah, Rodrigo, the striker from Valencia, is coming in in a huge move. Um, they're going to be young. They're bringing in too many guys. They have a great coach. A lot of people thought he might end up at Barcelona, actually, um, which is probably a, a move too quick. But coming to the Premier League is going to be fun. I think his name is Bielsa is his name, and he's going to be a coach to watch over yep. the next few years. Um, I'm going with Leicester City. In eighth place, um, they obviously have a lot of money to spend from Chilwell. We'll see how they spend that. Um, but they'll continue to be in that top half of the table. At seven, I'm going with Tottenham Hotspur. I think it's the last year with Mourinho, who's completely and totally washed as a coach. I don't think he's even going to make it the season. Um, at number six, I'm going with the Wolves, who are going to pressure to be one of those top six and maybe even make it a top seven teams. At number five, I'm going with my team, the Arsenal, who I think will be improved, and I think um, the fans will have um, reason for hope, but it won't be enough to get them into the top four this year. You can't get, you can't get a worse start to the season than they had last year. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, at number four, I'm going with Chelsea. I think that they, if I was a Chelsea fan, I would be very excited about their offseason, but I think it's going to be a lot of change, and it's going to take them a little while. There's going to be some... There's a curve there. ...really bright flashes, but I think it just won't be enough to get them in contention this year. I think number three will be United, who I think has some of the best young talent in the world. They're obviously a massive team. They won't be close to winning the title, but again, they'll be firmly in the top four. I actually think... Uh, their coaches, their managers, holding them back a little bit. For I sure. Think, I think they need a better manager. In second place, I'm going with Liverpool, who yes. I think will compete I for the be, title. I want to be the underdogs. I, I think they will they, comp- play. they will compete for the title. but They I never get picked to win. They don't haven't got picked to win when they won. No, if they'll have the firepower to beat City, who I do think will be You guys champions. both picked City last year, too. So look how that worked out. So here's what I will say. Here's true. The, the Very current, true. Um, do you guys want to do relegation? Yeah, let's do relegation I have them too. written down, but I have no idea. I just looked up. I think up this is easy. And then like rearranged okay, a little bit. So, Jim, who'd you go with? All right. Uh, 20th, Crystal Palace. 19th, West Brom. 18th, Fulham. No idea why besides like odds were giving me hints, okay? Okay. Okay, that's a fair pick. I think I'm going to go uh, Brighton. In 20th? In 20th. 18th? Okay. I will go... West Brom, and then, man, Aston Villa. Aston Villa was escaped by the the skin of their teeth. So, all right, I'm going to go twentieth. West Brom. We all have West Brom going down. I'm going to go with Fulham matching up with Jim going down, and I'm going to go with Aston Villa. And 18th, like Barter said, going down. All right, so real quickly, um, we're just going to do uh, what the actual odds are. Um, so there's kind of like groups to it. So your bottom group has six teams that they have the longest odds. West Brom, Fulham, Burnley, Brighton, Villa, and Crystal Palace are all a uh, thousand to one to win the league. Pa- Palace somehow like has enough talent that they make some noise for like a month and then they're just like in 13th. Yeah, their for kids the rest are always so elite. I love their colors. Yeah. All right, but the that claret, means not much. blue or whatever. So well, it's like no, the they're like white with like a kind of a bright royal blue and a red, right? 
Crystal Palace? Yeah. Yeah. They look great out there. All right, so coming up, um, that's your bottom group. Your next tier is like teams 14 through 11 in odds. That's West Ham, Newcastle, Sheffield United, and Southampton. Um, they think they should survive, but not really be in contention. Um, your next group is 10 through 8, Wolves, Leicester, and Leeds, um, which is kind of becoming your, like, Ken, or I'm sorry, that's 9 through 7. Will they or will they not get into the, oh, and I should have Everton. Everton, Wolves, Leicester, Leeds. And then your top six teams, kind of a distant sixth is Spurs. A uh, distant fifth is Arsenal. Um, your next group is a third and fourth group with Man United at four and Chelsea at third. And then um, Liverpool and City pretty distantly ahead in first and second. So Yeah, but they're putting City at first. City at one. City okay. at better than um, y- y- you would bet 50 to win 41. Hmm. Okay. So they, well, they think they're... I like they're... my odds. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I think that they have a great chance to win the whole thing. Um, all right. One guy on your team uh, that you're the most excited to watch this year. Okay. Kai Havertz. Yeah, with, without so. question. But uh, Timo Werner is a close second for me because okay. I'm very excited to see what he can do. I mean, I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe Robertson. I always like watching him out there. I love Robertson. I would give my kingdom <laughs> for Aaron Robertson. Why not? Um, all right, I'm going to say um, Nicola Pepe would be my pick. Big signing last year. Um, I think he's just the kind of player who... Is going to be that much better in year two. Is it a leap season for him? Yeah. I mean, he was part of 19 goals in the Premier League in his first year, and I think it should be more this year. How old year. is he? 25. Yeah. So he should be right in that range of ready to take off. So. And Saka isn't your... Oh, he's he's the best young player in the team by some distance. So. I can't believe that wasn't the guy you picked. I, you I'm picked really a 25-year-old who's basically over the hill in your mind? <laughs> No, I think he's gonna really take a leap. I Saka will be the better player in the I long think Saka's run, like the most exciting player Arsenal's had since Ozil. Yeah. Like early Ozil. Yeah, so there you guys go. That's our picks this year. We're gonna keep them. We're gonna check back in on them, but you guys should be watching the Premier League. I know some of you are rolling your eyes thinking that you would never watch soccer. Um, but hit us up, tell us what you think. Wake up and as soon as COVID's done, let's all do a little meetup. At one of these bars and watch. Oh, God, that'd be game. so great. You can't go I have to all Brits. these breweries hitting us up, like new breweries, old breweries want us to go and record, and it kind of feels a little weird still. Yeah. But we'll start doing a little bit more out there, like safe stuff, and then hopefully Ugh. you would all blow the top of off this thing, and we'll have a fucking huge party with all our listeners. We got to go, go to the local then? Is that where we have to the go? The local, yes. yes a lot yes. of places. Gross. Yeah. All right, guys. That's all the time we have this week on the Nordies Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, give us that five star review. You've been thinking about it. Do it now. Don't forget about it. Until next week, thank you guys for listening to the North East Podcast. 